extra eight hours on my paycheck. Woo. So, time and a half. Time and a half. Busting my ass for the man. It's <laughs> my own song. Sounds like a Neil Young song, but it's not. And Kristen's being sober tonight. Welcome to the Nightmare Box. I drink, forgot drink, my drink. glass. I fucked it up. <laughs> oh, no. No, God. Oh, Jesus. Why? Welcome to the Nightmare Box, presenting Mistakes Were Made. My name is Brett Bloom, and I am currently watching my beautiful, effervescent, badass bitch of a wife, Kristen Bloom. Retrieve me a glass from the freezer. Thank you, sweetheart. Now we can do... I know. It's it, it, arguably the most consistent part of the show. <laughs> Is the whole popping the caps, pouring the beers, you introductory off by not, section. Do what? I said, did I throw you off by not wanting any? Yeah, you didn't want any. I don't have my tiny tablecloths. I had to work today. I I don't know, man. It's, just <laughs> it's a rough day. It's been a rough day. <laughs> I went in horrifically hungover because Kristen and I were up editing the new short film, um, kind of, or watching it and making edit critiquing notes. Critiquing our own. Critiquing film. our own shit. Um, over a bottle of Merlot, and uh, I woke up, and I probably shouldn't have driven this morning, but I did, and I survived, and it was a very short drive. I wasn't drunk. I was just dry, like you wake up with that Merlot hungover. <laughs> My brain didn't work. Krista made me a beautiful smoothie. It brightened me right back up. Now I'm right back to drinking. Hey, liver. Yeah, I, um, on the other hand, uh, we had our traditional steak and wine night last night. We usually do that on... Saturdays? Saturdays, yeah. so Saturday that on night. Sunday mornings, because we eat half of the steak on purpose, so that we don't die of heartburn, and because on Sunday mornings, I like to make the beautiful, the effervescent, the badass bitch, Kristen Bloom, steak <laughs> and eggs, um, but that was kind of fucked up. Yeah, I didn't even have mine today. Mine's still in the fridge. I'm going to have mine tomorrow. Hell yeah. <laughs> Start my work day off right. There you go. But uh, yeah, so we had our, our usual weekly steak and <clears throat> wine night, and... Uh, I was feeling nostalgic this week and decided yeah. I would... So during Steak and Wine Night, we listened to Alan Jackson? Well, that, that too, but uh, I decided I would revisit apple cider beers, mm -hmm. uh, which I have not had probably since early college yeah, days. the Angry Orchards. Yeah, and uh, you shouldn't mix those with red wine, I don't, <laughs> I don't think, because I, I woke up at like four in the morning and wanted to vomit on everything. Feet swollen. You had to take an insulin needle, stab it in your thighs. <laughs> no, but I like legit, like laid in bed and I was like, just breathe through it. It'll be all right. And I was like, nope, not gonna be okay. No, I, I fell asleep on the bathroom floor. So <laughs> you did. I forgot about that. All I heard was like a thud, and then oh shit! And I was like, are you all right? And you didn't say anything. And then. Were we watching something? Maybe I was finishing watching, or uh, maybe I was just sitting here waiting. I think you're mixing up two things that happened in the bathroom last night that were both hilarious. No, no, you, like, <laughs> legit. You were like, oh, shit, no, that that happened earlier. But no, that was, I don't know if you even know that happened. Like, I heard a thud and heard you say, oh, shit, and I'm assuming you landed on the floor. Because yeah, when probably. I went into the bathroom, you were just curled up on the floor asleep. <laughs> but I like, asked you if you were okay, and you didn't say anything. So I was like, I'm going to give it a little bit. And like we had been... Um, I think I sat down on... Now that you're talking about it, it's kind of coming back. I think I sat down on the edge of the bath for some reason. I, I don't fell. remember why. <laughs> well, like I missed the, the edge of the bath. Like I went oh. to go sit down for some <laughs> reason and completely missed. <laughs> Maybe you were really dizzy. Because <laughs> you crawled to bed. You wouldn't let me help you stand. Um... 
But yeah, uh, I like waited for a little bit because we were just like bouncing around watching videos on YouTube, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna play Saul Williams Shotgun because we had just done Knock Knock. Yeah. And I waited, and waited, and waited, and he never came. And I like went up to the bathroom door. I was like, Brad, you okay? <laughs> he didn't say anything. Knocked on the door. Uh, I open the door and it was just your feet up against the door. I was like, "What? What are you doing?" You're like, "I don't know." I was like, "I think it's bedtime." You're like, "Yeah." I love the undercut of that story, though. It's like, so we just got done listening to Polinick uh, read <laughs> Brett's favorite story. My favorite short story of all time is Chuck Polinick's "Knock Knock," the and then I passed out on the floor. It's not a bedtime story it's not even close to a bedtime story but i love that it's like there we were drunk raging listening to short stories in anticipation of listening to poetry (laughs) we made it said the the shotgun to the head you know fuck you led zeppelin Yeah, I tried to help you up, and you were, you weren't for it. You like you were like, no, I'm just gonna crawl. <laughs> you crawled, and then you got your upper body into the bed, and that was it. You were just gonna leave your whole lower half in the floor. I was like, you can't. I've done that. Lay before. this way. <laughs> so I had to like pick your legs up and swing you into the bed. It's like Jesus Christ. I'm an adult. Okay, <laughs> I do adult shit. Like. At 29, I have no kids. I just crawl around on the bathroom floor. No, full goddamn well. I got to go in for my overtime shift the next morning. But then, like I said, at 4 o'clock in the morning, those apple ciders came back with a vengeance because uh, I really thought I was going to throw up. I did not. I held my shit together. I'm proud of you. But yeah, smoothies were in order today. Yeah. Took care of ourselves. Like adults do. We did adult shit. Technically, it was Saturday night. I normally don't have to work on Sundays. So I just treated it. I might treat tonight like Saturday night because tonight's technically my Saturday well, night. I, I might pass out on the bathroom I can't, floor. Because I work tomorrow. No, you're, you're clean and sober right now. You're drinking. <laughs> drinking my water. Drinking but water with lemons and blueberry. It's tasty. Fuck yeah! So what do you want to talk about today? All the things. Okay. Um. Um. COVID nineteen. It's a no. conspiracy theory <laughs> brought to us by the Moon government. You should inject bleach into you. I hear that cures. Yeah, I believe in the flat moon. The flat moon. The flat earth. It's just a frisbee circle in us. What the hell? Is that actually a theory? I don't know. It is now. I created it. You've uh, started your own religion like the flying spaghetti monster religion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe in the flat moon. I believe Jupiter is a figment of our imagination. It's, there you go. It's a flaw in our collective unconscious. <laughs> uh, but no, so, yeah, ne- Brett. Neptune to... made of gas? Oh, my God. Neptune's not made of gas. What's the I'm gas plan? I'm going to throw your unopened beer well, at you. You shouldn't do that. knock you You're right sober. back out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Brett and I didn't get our Sunday off together this week, which is unfortunate because it's our only day off together. Yeah. Um, but I got a lot of work done today. Um... Oh, have we picked up eating behind me again? Have we restarted that tradition? <laughs> Jax is like right behind me chowing I down didn't, on I food. I didn't see him back I felt there. Him and bump then you me. just turned away. And I was like, is there somebody? <laughs> I felt him bump up against me. I was like, what is he doing? And then I was like, oh, we're bringing back the tradition of eating food on Mike. <laughs> haven't done that in a while. Jax drop. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I got a lot of work done today while Brett was at work instead. I uploaded our very late uh friday episode today's sunday so it was two days late on that so i don't know how productive that was of me but 
It was a fun episode. Uh, Kristen goes, can we move to Saturdays? And then the very first Saturday she's supposed to drop, she goes, uh, can we move it to Sunday? I forgot <laughs> to get it off of your computer. I didn't have it to edit it. That was my bad. Um, but if you haven't listened to that episode, that was a fun one. It was our game night one. We and, have to do that again. Uh, more entertaining than I thought it would be. If you have listened to it and you have thoughts on it, definitely hit us up because I thought for sure it was going to be the most boring episode we had ever done. <laughs> and as I was editing it, it was playing in the background and I was like, oh, it's really not that bad. No, it was a <laughs> trivia game. We played the blockbuster trivia game. Uh, I really, though, uh, maybe not that exact game in the next couple of weeks, but I'd like to do a game night like once a month because mm-hmm. that was really fun. I think the funniest part for me is how... Uh, rapidly we both forget all of the knowledge that we know. Like, as as all we the get... knowledge that we know? <laughs> yeah. Like that's, the, as... that's the episode title. The knowledge that we know. <laughs> the knowledge that we know. There you go. Uh, I no. know a lot about ledgers. <laughs> it's my knowledge. Boom, like, boom. One of the questions is like titles with the word the in it. And like there are so many titles <laughs> with the word the and we were both immediately like, there are no titles. <laughs> Nobody had, well you wouldn't let me look. Well that's cheating. <laughs> like they were like really the first uh, book I looked at by the way that was a movie is also Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas doesn't have a V in it right now I'd be fucked <laughs> well that's what you get for cheating <laughs> um, but yeah that, that episode was fucking hilarious because we both sound like idiots <laughs> no that's what I loved um, want to yeah. do it more often it was uniquely us <laughs> there were no notes it was just conversation and a board game we'll have to find a different one though because I feel like it's really easy to play through all of those cards very quickly. Yeah, if, it would be better if we had, like, another couple, you know, that we were yeah. playing against. We'd stomp the shit out of them, but, you know. Yeah, we would. We don't know anybody in Montana. <laughs> if you're in Montana. <laughs> and COVID is a thing of the past. And COVID is a thing of the past, and the moon is still flat. <laughs> the moon is still flat. Uh, I, yeah, but I don't know how good of an uh, example that is of my pride productivity because that was actually very very late but i did get it done you got it done and that's all that matters secondary example of how not productive of a person i am but how productive today was i am very nearly done with the movie and i got to see it last night hence the wine <laughs> we watched it what three times yeah yeah and, and we, we kept pausing and we had we like the next we, go around we won't pause until <laughs> so well, we'd re-rust it again yeah and no, we pausing. had one where we just talked all the way over the top of it and i didn't get to watch it so we eventually got around to watching it and then we watched knock knock then i passed out in the bathroom <laughs> but it was technically work last night as well um and a lot of the shit we were doing last night was mainly like I think this goes two seconds too long. What do you think? You know, like, mm-hmm. how, how can we compress this angle to kind of keep the music of the piece, as we often talk about on here? Jax, none of that. Hey, uh, trying to, that, that was the perfect interruption time. I'm talking about musicality and uh, balance like, in a film. And you. Jax is trying to kill the neighbors. Jesus fucking Christ, you <laughs> shed a lot. All over the podcast studio. <laughs> oh, all over the drinks. Go away. away. Alright. So yeah, basically it was balancing out, trying to figure out where we need to make these cuts so that it it pulls together because it's close, but it's off by, you know, like a half a hair here and a half a hair there, you know. 
I, I, I was impressed a lot, probably because of your editing, uh, with my own acting skills. I was like, this, I, I, I could believe myself for half of this film. I think I did a good uh, job on half of this Most of it, movie. you were legit actually irritated, yeah, so was just, it was pretty genuine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you told me. You were like, I actually used that shot when you freaked out and threw the paper. <laughs> and it's just me going... <sighs> <laughs> yeah, there's actually a lot of pretty genuine moments in there where Brett was like having a personal meltdown yeah. moment, and I was like, "But it's compelling to watch." So it came down to your editing skills more than my acting skills, because if you guys saw what I was trying to do, some shit, you'd mm. kill yourselves on my behalf. I think for me too, um, the fact that we've been doing, I guess. Uh, We'll probably talk about this a bit more later, but just to kind of throw it out there, when we did The Dolls, we submitted it to a podcast where yeah. these guys reviewed it. Do you remember that show? Uh, it's called Carmen Line Studios, was the name of their YouTube uh, the channel. User. Yeah. Um, I think it was called Short Film Roundup, and they called it The Toppies right. or something. Yeah. Yep, I think you're dead on. Um, but... So Brett and I submitted our... Before this conversation goes further, I love you guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, Brett and I submitted our short film, yeah. The Dolls, to them way back when we first released it because we were kind of looking for feedback and kind of wanted to hear what other people thought of it. And it was like a thread I found on Reddit, I think was how I stumbled across it. Um, and I still to this day think that their review of our movie is honestly kind of hilarious and even more so because yeah. we've been doing um two stars herself lately well that was or, kind of the inspiration was they were talking about these short films and we just did them with the netflix movies well, longer breakdowns instead of like these five minute watch it you know with know, the I audience like, i feel like for me it was more you and i like i don't at our fancy coffee shop. <laughs> I don't remember how it got brought up, but I remember you and I were at the old apartment one night having a conversation watching a bad movie. It was Zombievers. It was right after Zombievers. I don't think that's what we were watching this night, though. We were watching a bad movie, and you were telling me about how you used to write reviews and post them on your yeah, site. Yeah, I had a two-star review yeah. written section on the Nightmare Box years ago. Yeah, and I know that's what brought the conversation <coughs> up, and this was... I guess well after we had already done the dolls, if I'm getting my timeline right. Yeah, the podcast started pretty shortly before we moved here. Yeah. So, um, at this point we had already done the dolls, already submitted to them, and had already gotten that feedback back, and I don't think I had really thought about it in that context until we had that conversation about the fact that you used to do that for fun, and I was like, that does kind of sound fun though, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, it was a blast. I would write like three or four paragraphs just shitting all over yeah. a film. Uh, the show itself, our two-star Tuesdays that we do here on Mistakes Were Made, um, have grown more recently, you know? Um, but back then, it was just me going, I fucking hated this movie. Why did well, this guy do that? Go fuck yourself direct. There was nothing constructive about my two-star. It was basically I was being a bully on my website. Well, I think, for me, like the restructuring of the way we do it has kind of, to some extent, made me think about things whenever I'm doing work on my own film. I don't know about, like, during the actual filming, yeah. but during the editing, at least. So, like... When we first started doing the two-star, I think I kind of just envisioned it as being like just kind of like a sarcastic podcast that was like kind of just fun and yeah. us just fucking around. Like I didn't really think there would be any super serious takeaways from it. And um, 
I think it was just, like I said, kind of meant to be like a sarcastic, like fun podcast yeah. to do. And then... Back when I was hilariously drunk on King Cobras. <laughs> and there are some really bad ones from when we first started that are kind of funny, but they are also kind of mean. Mm-hmm. And after we <laughs> moved here... Um, we kind of collectively decided we wanted to start taking them a bit more seriously and see if there was like a, a takeaway from these and some of them still just kind of suck and there's not. But we always find at least one good thing. Yeah. That's um, the rule from the beginning. I want, you know, three to five good things, three to five bad things. Now it's, I want the bad things to be known, but we need like 10 good things, you know, so well, we're not, looking at it more constructively. It's not even so much a metric of what's right versus what's <clears throat> wrong these days. I feel like it's more like if I were going to pick out three or four major learning topics from this movie, what would they be? Yeah. So whether they're good or bad, it's like, what did I learned from watching this movie yeah let's pretend that we've seen it in a college classroom now tell me what you learned about this pretend it's citizen kane look at it that seriously yeah and so and that is kind of these days what it feels like and i feel like since we've started doing it that way it's started to affect um the way i'm looking at my own editing like there are a lot of it's affected my writing greatly really screenwriting type shit a lot I'm, i'm paying closer attention uh kind of like you know Lord knows I've only got like four fucking references that I can ever get back to. <laughs> but when I read Cormac McCarthy, I get a lesson in pacing. I get a lesson in the important details in a room. You know, he might describe something like one object in a room for a paragraph that sums up that entire room. And then he jumps you right into conversation, kind of jolts you around a mm-hmm. little bit. When I read a Cormac McCarthy novel, and God bless the man, I would love to have you on the show, but you're you're aging good sir and I, I love you I've, I've threatened to suck your penis on a previous episode <laughs> a couple of times a couple of times um he's 86 <laughs> but and it, yeah much in that vein where it's like I, I read a Cormac McCarthy novel and it changes the way I write because I'm looking at the art form in a different sort of way somebody is murdering a dog or as there. I've said on the show before about the room which I walked into knowing that I've wanted to hate it because it's the most universally hated film i love the room i've rented it out to a friend of mine hey tucker uh, you know to go watch and you know have his own goofs because the room for me um in tandem with the way that the podcast has changed um change the way that I look at film because if I see a boring scene or an odd transition I go that looks just like Tommy Wiseau's work you know which turns it into the the a cult com- classic a cult classic com- <laughs> a dark comedy definitely not a romance you know <laughs> like you see it and you're like oh that's a oh hi mark you know <laughs> I actually was doing why are that. they throwing football f- you know, footballs in their tuxedos and, you know, the swan song or whatever mm. the fuck it is. I actually was doing that earlier when I was working on um, this next film. Do we want to go ahead and announce the title? I posted the poster. Right, so we finally mm-hmm. landed on a title. I shared the poster on social media today. It's on our Facebook at the moment, facebook.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. And it'll so, either be out or it's coming out in like a week by the time this drops. Uh, yeah, it... it We'll be out very soon if it's not out already. Um, but yeah, if you want to go check out the Facebook, you can see the poster that we released for it. We have dubbed this film Brainstorm. Fuck yeah. Um, 
because I'm not good at making titles. So Kristen goes, what do you want to call this thing that you, you know, wrote? And I, uh, project number, hard. project number three. <laughs> this one was really hard to name. Like I have had an easier time with most of everything we've done. Even the podcast episodes, there's usually like a quirky little line or yeah. something that stands out to me. And this one was just difficult to just name. Bland. Yeah, bland, <laughs> terrible script. And oh, bland, terrible movie. <laughs> oh, by the way, did we tell you in that review on the talkies, they compared us to a certain production company. They call it Bloomhouse on there as well. So is it Bloomhouse or Blumhouse? Somebody tell Somebody me. Somebody get me fucking updated. Continue. His name is Blum. But they definitely tell us that we, it looks like a Bloomhouse production. Yeah. Which is like a, I, I, I'll take that. I'll get that tattooed on the back of my neck. I don't care <laughs> if they misspelled my name or they bastardized it when they came over here. But, but now I want to know, is it Bloom or Blum? Because like, <laughs> his name is Blum. So somebody write me an email and tell me if it's pronounced Bloomhouse or not. Send me a video recording of you pronouncing it, I guess, so I'll know. Yeah, we could probably just type it into Google with the little Siri. Yeah, well, that's not as fun. Siri I'm thing. trying to interact with my own. Anyway, back to what you were talking anyway, about. Um, Don't let me derail you. Yeah. You're sober. I'm drinking. <laughs> um, so, no, I, I think this is the first movie it's really hit home for me with because... Um, Happy Birthday was much earlier this year, and I don't think we had really hardcore restructured the two stars until... I loved Happy Birthday. I still love Happy Birthday. I stand by it. I I appreciate it, for sure. I'm Um, forever going to have the image of the Jeep pulling to a stop at that stop sign, and then the door closing. You know, like that that little sequence there of getting into the Jeep and out of the Jeep and all the shit in between against that snow and the trains and fucking mountains. That is a picture that moves. You did a great job. Oh, thank you. Yes, ma'am. That film was... Awesome. <laughs> more ironically, because uh, I haven't watched the Critique of the Dolls in a couple of years. I watched it yeah. back when they released it, and I don't think I've watched it since. It's um, been like three years or so. Yeah, and um, one of the critiques they had mentioned on my end was that my uh, blocking and the way that my characters interacted in my scenes wasn't very dynamic, and... Uh, Happy birthday is, so <laughs> thank you for reviewing our movie, but also eat a dick. Exactly. <laughs> now, can I ask you a question that just popped in my head? Because mm-hmm. now I'm thinking about that individual scene and happy birthday, and then we can get back to how we're like learning from the show and shit. Mm-hmm. We have no notes, and again, I'm drinking. Um, That's meant to be an organic conversation. Is day. there, um, Is there a name, or has this concept been identified? Because in Happy Birthday, I don't know if you go middle to right, and you definitely go down, you don't go down to up, but you've got the Jeep moves middle to left. Jeep moves right to middle. Whenever it comes to a stop at the sign, it's coming from the right of the screen. So you did get that angle. And then you've got it driving away. From behind it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't... Nothing moves toward the camera. Mm-mm. But is there a name to the, the, the dimensions of the film? You know, like in the world that it exists in? Uh, I'm sorry. I just had no. a 3D map of that. It's get been a long day. I get what you're asking <laughs> me. I don't... I don't... To be honest, I don't know. Like, uh... 
I mean, I guess for the car just moving from the I'm right. I'm going to call it the cool shot effect. The cool <laughs> That's what it is. If your film can hit all like 12 dimensions of driving and all the different moves from the middle of the screen, you've created a cool shot film. Kristen's cool shot. It'll even be spelled with a K. Professors across America are going to have to talk about Not it and be, be like... confused with the cool shot. Because he... Because she approached it from so many different angles, <laughs> it felt like a complete world revolving around myself as the character. I think on my end that was more, I was, we struggled, or I struggled, um, I guess I should say, with the December movie that died in production hell. Um, it needed to. This one's cooler. <laughs> There are a lot of things I really liked about it, and I, I think maybe later I would like to revisit that one, because I really did like the color combination, and like the, there's a shot where a gun gets cocked, and like the shot yeah. of the gun getting cocked looked really cool. There was just, the contrast between the night scenes and the day scenes were just so vastly different, yeah. and the day scenes were so boring to watch. Um, they were they they looked good on paper like for me as the writer of those these two films that are kind of similar but vastly different mm -hmm. you know like the themes kind of the same um if that was a short story instead of a screenplay that would have worked <laughs> you know but the day scenes were so monotonous cuz we didn't really have a lot of room yeah, to Yeah, I think a huge part of that is we was writing out. for a set and there's only so many things that yeah. I could do inside of the apartment in Montana in the winter. And I think a huge part of that is that we live in a one bedroom apartment. I think if we had been trying to shoot that in our old apartment, it might have worked. Yeah, um, cuz we could have dressed up the office however we wanted. Yeah, and there would have just been more spaces for you to kind of play and move around in the way that it was written because our space was so small it was you just kept getting up and going to the kitchen and coming back and kept going outside and coming back inside so it was just very repetitive and I think with happy birthday that was um kind of one of my takeaways from the December challenge was trying not to repeat shots yeah. so that's why when the car pulls up, I shot it from the side. When the car pulls away, I shot it from the back because I wanted to feel like I was being left behind. Yeah. And instead of repeating the shot of, you know, my character getting in the driver's seat and just having that side image, mm -hmm. you stuck the camera out the window of the Jeep in the Montana winter. You fucking coward. <laughs> <laughs> And kind of gave us a POV shot of kind of going through there. You kept a lot of that raw audio because I love the way that my Jeep sounds. You know, with all <laughs> squeaks and it's... Uh, Jingles. And it's a go-kart. <laughs> shitty shock mount so everything's bouncy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you approach that film from a lot of different angles. And you approach this film um, in a lot of... The thing about this film... It's a lot of the editing work. It, it, it It's more musical than Happy Birthday. The thing about this film, and that's to come back around to the two stars... I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring us back out of the woods. <laughs> I, I, I got lost in this thought about, like, 20-dimensional film, and I, I couldn't let it go. The thing about this film, and like I said, to come back around the two stars, which is where I was going with it, um, I hated it. <laughs> no, let me, let me get where I'm going. Let me get where I'm going. I'm going somewhere with it. 
<laughs> the thing about this production company, I hated it. Yeah, I came in here. <laughs> it's like the garbage. thing about my husband. I couldn't fucking stand him. He was terrible. Last night he went to go take a shit, forgot to check if the toilet seat was down because he doesn't pee when he sits down. He was too drunk and he had to shit. So basically, he shit and fell into the toilet at the exact same time and then passed out in the same bathroom with an uncleaned asshole. And that was kind of what the movie was like. My whole life feels like my whole life feels like that moment where you're shitting and falling at the same time. I like, I like how you didn't think that's where I was going with it, and I wasn't sure that's where I was going either. But the thing about this movie is, I hated it. The thing about the two stars, I hated. I was like, this was supposed to be a really positive show. We were doing really good. We were having a really great conversation. And then you're going to tell me that the thing that we're going to do... It's terrible. It's all garbage. Yeah, the thing that we were supposed to be, like, recording on Wednesday, you hate doing. It's a dumpster fire. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ. No. I'm going to commit suicide. <laughs> Shut up. Let me finish. <laughs> um, so, no, the thing about this movie is up until, honestly just like a week or two ago I really did not like this movie and I was having a similar problem with it wasn't the script or anything it was just it's an interview yeah it's um, a documentary type thing yeah and it's an interview setting so you only have two angles that I'm having to cut back and forth why are you laughing at me I'm still thinking about that <laughs> <laughs> hated it um but it was a very similar problem to the December challenge. I had yeah. two shots that I was cutting back and forth, basically. We only move out of our location one single time, and the whole rest of it's B-roll. And other than that, we're sitting in one of two chairs. Well, what I like about the way that you've approached this is you cut to things that are outside of the room, or mm -hmm. you cut to very specific things in the room, much in the way that a person would write a story. Like There's a very literary element to the way that you've shot this one, to where you you close in and expand upon the space um, that you're limited to. Yeah. So there's a lot of the right side of my head in this film, you know, but there's also a scene where I'm spinning my wedding ring to music. That was that an actual anxious moment where yeah. you were doing that. Well, that's my anxious move. <laughs> I, I, I spin my ring because it's made of bone and it's really smooth and it feels good against my skin. And it doesn't fit around my knuckles, and it's indestructible, <laughs> just like my love for my sweetheart. Um, but you, 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 you closed in, you blew it out. You closed in, you blew it out. Much like in the way that I talk about fracturing a sentence and then leading it with like a or ending it with like a fifteen, you know, word sentence to just, you know, yeah. You've done that visually. And I feel like the reason, and I'm not saying it's a brilliant movie by any means, like I hope the next one. It is one, a brilliant <laughs> movie. I'm militantly positive. This I, is the one that's going to make you famous. Uh, I'm more excited about the next one, to be honest. If I'm, I'm very excited about that. But the I, one. I, every time we near the end of a project, start to feel those insecure feelings kicking yeah, in. So an imposter syndrome shit. Yeah, every time we near, near the end of a project, I'm like, oh, it really wasn't that good, though, was it? Um... But within the past couple of weeks, I I think in huge credit to uh, the way we've kind of restructured the two stars, kind of changed the way I was looking at this movie and like 
stuff going on in my personal life too. I think it's kind like of like you're looking for the strengths and the weaknesses, both. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think because we're looking for what the takeaway is now in the two stars. Whenever I sat back down and watched it myself, I was like, "What am I doing wrong here? And what did I get right? And if I was watching this as an audience member." And this was not my movie, and I wasn't this close to this project. What would I think about it? And I think the most recent uh, two star that we did, Fractured, like really kind of like kicked in for me whenever Love I was that. watching it because I was like, there are moments here where I could be focusing in visually on what the character's feeling internally. Instead of making a film like Lavender, where it was woman stares at stuff. Yeah. Or, or, you know, a film where you have the voiceover so the character's literally spelling out for you what it is that they're thinking. Breaking the show-don't-tell rule. Yeah, and I was like, there are things in here, like there's B-roll that we've shot and there's sound effects I can dub in, and there are little tiny things that I can add in here so that you can feel, like, the tension that's inside of this character. Which is what I mean by the music. Like, you've made a rock and roll film. That's a bit generous, but thank you. Well, it depends on your definition of rock and roll you listen to shitty pop music on the radio so I'm, I'm gonna to go ahead and guess that my version of rock and I roll. listen to, to all me kinds you're of like music. rob zombie you're like dun, 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 i'll have to show it to you again after we get off the rob zombie very yes, familiar rob zombie now the movie you're being difficult on purpose um after we get like dinner going and I'll have to show you what I actually changed to it today because I like it a lot better today now that I've worked on it some more but like I changed some stuff that I showed you last night where I was like oh this is like effectively building tension in this moment where I don't have to spell it out for you I can just make you feel it and then um how does that feel like as a filmmaker like I've written things and people have been like oh I cried and You've, I told you I've cried. <laughs> yeah, you've done that, and and to me it's like it, I, I don't psychologically. I guess there's something fucking there. There's a difference between a writer and a filmmaker. Uh, it's why we work as a couple. My mom praises it constantly. Um, there's no competition because you can't do what I can do, and I I don't even know how to turn your camera on. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I really know. Grab some beer. Be honest. Um, I can never really tell if I'm getting across what I want to get across. And, like, I feel like your uh, friends and family and your support system tend to be a little bit more vocal about their opinions of the work that we do. So, like... They're English. Yeah. So, a a lot of the time, if they watch it and they think it's really great, they'll, like, tell you what they liked about it or whatever. And, like... um, you know, my friends or family or whoever that I know that's watching it aren't really, like, they're like, oh, yeah, it's cool or whatever, you did a good job. You know, they're not really, like, saying anything about it. So, like, a lot of the time the feedback we get is, Brett, you're a genius. I'll watch everything you ever do. You're so brilliant. And I'm like, did the movie turn out okay? Or are we just talking about the writing? Like, what's going on here? No, I've made it a very important point pretty early in and we've talked about it on here i believe in a solid support structure Mm. i've got friends who will tell me if i've done a good job and i have friends that will punch me in the mouth if we're drunk at parties (laughs) but i guess because i don't get that vocal feedback i never really know if i quite nailed what i wanted like whenever i figure it out the first time i'm like fuck yeah i figured it out later on when i watch it i'm like 
But do other people get it? Yeah, no, I just published a book when I was like 25, and it did pretty well for a dude who put no effort into trying to sell the book that he'd written. And <laughs> so I've, I've got people that look for the writing crowd, but I also have friends that, you know, I went to college with for the creative writing stuff, mm -hmm. and they're also following me. So they're watching it on a, a you know, a story basis, yeah. and that's where they're complimenting me. Um, you do a better job than I do, like, <laughs> by absurd. far. That's absurd. That's but no, I, absurd. I guess I just, okay. like, I don't, I don't really know how I feel about it whenever I kind of find those moments where I'm like, I think this is working, because I don't really know whether or not it's actually working, or if I just think it's working. Yeah. So, I, I, it's kind of like a, oh, I figured it out. Hopefully everybody else gets it. <laughs> um... But no, so I was well, that's how I feel when I'm writing and I'm trying to make somebody feel something. You know, I rarely do it for somebody. I mean, technically everything that you ever do, you're doing for somebody. Like, you're not doing it completely on your own fruition. That's psychotic. You know, if you're like, I'm doing this to make myself feel horny, you'd be a crazy eroticist. But if you were trying to make a woman horny, you'd write those kind of books that they buy in droves. Um, I'm writing things that I find to be terrifying when I'm writing prose type stuff, but I'm not doing it for anybody outside of myself, so I don't think about scaring anybody. Like, my moral lessons are typically like, I want this to be a good story because fuck my dad. <laughs> Speaking of writing that's terrifying i had an idea earlier we can't talk about it on here so remind me when we turn the microphone off okay i had a thought i, I thought you fast. were gonna say speaking of writing that's horrible so yes. you could double down on your joke from earlier yes no uh, i had a thought earlier uh that i wanted to run by you but we can't talk about it okay. on here um because it's for one of the this is a films. good place to bring it up yeah well remind me and i'll tell you later <laughs> and it's also a bit of intrigue so the audience members are like what are they talking what about? is it um yeah, I was, Is Bright going to start was, writing erotic fiction? Yes. I was doing all the brainstorming today. So, so there I was with a firecracker shoved up my ass. Is that not how you start out Fabio's next no. film? No. No? All right. You keep derailing the conversation I'm trying to have, though. So You're what sober, I was I'm saying drunk. earlier... <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel like Fracture, because uh, there's a lot of... Mom or Fractured. Fractured, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, not Fracture is the Anthony Hopkins yeah, Not part. to confuse the two movies. Fractured, the two-star we recently did. Um, there's, like, a lot of really cool, like, tension moments in there, so it had me thinking about, like, the stuff that I showed you last night. Jax, what is your deal? Give it up. Um, and then today, when I was working on it, I had a moment where I was, like, so the front end's, like, pretty solid, because I fixed the stuff in the middle that I didn't like that yep. we were talking about last night. I was like, the front end's pretty solid. We're like going all right till around the middle, and then we start rapidly losing momentum, which is the thing we talk about a lot on like two stars. Well, that's why we kept pausing it last night. Was cut that two seconds. Fuck that. You know, transition here. Mm -hmm. Which I haven't tightened the pacing up. I haven't done that part yet, so yeah. it probably still needs some fine tuning to that end. But like, I fixed the stuff that was just eh, in the middle, mm -hmm. um, and then I just like after I hit that middle point, had that moment we have in a lot of our two stars where I was like, I've lost the momentum 
mm-hmm. hard and we're going down fast. Yeah. And I was like, I like I've got to fix it's this. It's really difficult to stick the landing. Everybody yeah. can do a backflip, but are you gonna land on your feet or on the back I of your can't fucking do a skull? Flip. You can try it once. <laughs> land directly yeah. on my back. You can get upside down. <laughs> yeah, I would just land on my back. I wouldn't even make it to landing on my head. <laughs> I'd go to jump. And but just... for a second you committed and it would look impressive. <laughs> The last half hour of your life where you're bleeding out on the pavement, probably not so great. <laughs> Which is what my movie was doing. Um, and I added in some extra B-roll that I cannot believe I forgot I had shot, because it was like stuff I really <laughs> liked, and I stumbled across it today, because I was like, wait a minute, didn't I shoot some shots of some other stuff? So, yeah, definitely organize your shit. Uh, I organized mine into bins, but I guess I didn't organize it specifically enough because uh, some of my B-roll just got lost. No, you shoot a shitload when you go in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I stumbled across some stuff today that I was like, I really liked that. How did I forget about that? I almost fucked around and left that out of the movie. I'm excited as fuck to see it. I'm pumped. So I, I don't know that I've stuck the landing yet, but I, I had a moment watching it where I was trying to be objective and watch it like it was a two-star, and I was like, ooh, we're losing momentum. <laughs> like, this is a problem. I, I, I think we stuck the two-star, or not, I think we stuck the landing on Happy Birthday in every regard other than that static thing doesn't happen anymore. Well, I don't like... I wish we would have had an older television set yeah. and, like, set it back. I like the tension that it adds, though. Um, I don't like some of the shots in it. Like, well, uh, don't tear us down, love. We're militantly positive. We're reinvigorated. Re, re-reinvigorated. Re-re-re. Re-re. Uh, <laughs> oh, shut up. A uh, shut thing up. you probably shouldn't say shut into up. a microphone in 2020. Um, <clears throat> Hilarious word for... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Being a jerk today. Um... Well, I'm I'm trying to be realistic about it, because if I don't acknowledge the shit that I'm doing wrong, then how am I ever going to get any better? Um, That's how I've lived my entire life. (laughs) Not acknowledging acknowledging the shit that I've done wrong. I'm like, well, that was terrible. Let's keep doing that. (laughs) Keep punching people till my knuckles break. Yep. Why see a doctor for your athlete's foot? Just wait until your fucking foot falls right uh, off your Really, back. though? Like, I, that is beyond me. Like, why you had health care and didn't go see a doctor? <laughs> like, I hate hell? doctors. I think they're the CIA. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think they're getting better every movie. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, there's shit I, I didn't like in Happy Birthday. I don't like all of the shots. I think some of the shots are just kind of bland and... I'm hoping um, the tempo of this one makes up for some of the stuff we couldn't realistically do. There's a a death in this one as well. Yeah, and, um, there's going to be a death in almost all of them, except for the next one. Probably no death on screen. Um, <laughs> the next yeah. two, actually. I don't think we're going to kill anybody on camera. Yeah, the... The, the big yep. one that's our final one for the year. Yeah, nobody dies on camera. Uh, but with this one, there is a death, and we couldn't really very practically show it, so we had to work around yeah. it. Yeah, go and, back uh, and listen to the blood gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping the, the tempo of it kind of makes up for the stuff we couldn't shoot. Well, they weren't intended to be like Oscar-winning films. The the whole beginning of these challenges for 
was to build films on like a $20 budget that you could spend only at a thrift store. So like you would only have to, you know, your prop had to come from a thrift store. I already owned all of the props. I don't think we needed anything new for this thing. Uh, so I'll count up. Bendy straws. I'll count up a prop that we revisited uh, to my $20. <laughs> we needed bendy straws and that was like five bucks, I think. Yeah, and a compressed air canister. Yep. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm. I, it's kind of exciting to see. Like, it feels like a very slow trudge towards like learning how to do. Yeah. These films effectively, because this one drug on for months longer than it was supposed to. So it was a very slow trudge. Well, every professional started off as an amateur. Like one of the things that we were going to talk about on here, you know, in like greater detail, and we might. I don't know how the conversation's going. Are you still happy? I'm still happy. No, I'm miserable. No, you, I hate everything. You, you doing the fold I'm fucking again. hand over no, the face, I'm going, again. "I want to make meatloaf." No, I'm leaning <laughs> in to talk to you. We always do that. Remember, you lean back, I lean in. That's why we push the mic way closer to you. I lean into it. And when we do I talk. the opposite things with our lives. I lean into shit. That's how I get to meet schizophrenic people <laughs> almost every day. Um, <laughs> uh, recently, we've started watching finally the Last Dance, um, the Michael Jordan documentary, which has more or less lit a fire, at least under my own ass. I can't speak for the fire under your ass, but I, I, I believe it is lit. My ass is always lit. Your ass is forever lit. <laughs> and sure, the beautiful, the effervescent, the badass bitch, Kristen Blue. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, been interesting to watch just because it's, um, in a lot of ways, changed my view of Michael Jordan. Like, I, I didn't really know anything about his personal We're life. We're roughly or... halfway through right now. Yeah. I hear that it gets psychotic near the end. You're like, he hated everybody. <laughs> yeah, I did not realize he was that... Aggressive. Yeah, like a bit of a killer, to mm -hmm. be honest. But, I mean, go-getter, he made his his career. He set his mark, and he fucking did it, you know? And I, 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 I don't know. I thought that would... No, I, but I... Tear I, off into a different topic. Well, it is tearing off into a different topic. Why are you so... I'm drinking! <laughs> Debbie Downer. I'm not a Debbie Downer. I love yeah, you, Debbie and I love Downer. Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> no, to me it's very it's very nostalgic because I I am a child of the '90s as you are, mm. and I remember looking up to Michael Jordan and like seeing all the dunking videos on ESPN, and we had to go watch the things just like my dad like raised me on like Mike Tyson fights, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it, 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 I I don't know I wasn't around to understand what that was, you know. I didn't get it. I liked playing basketball, too. I didn't understand that this was like a top-tier motherfucker, you know, yeah. when I was a kid. And then as an adult, you just accept, much in the way that you accept Mike Tyson. You're like, that dude's a motherfucker. Like, he just... He, he was that goal, you know? Like, he did that shit. And then we're re-watching this documentary, and he's still got that fire. Like, he's much like Mike, who's making his comeback. God bless you. Please kill that man. Um... <laughs> Roy Jones doesn't stand a chance. I've watched his training video. You've got this, Mike Tyson. Um, but like that's still still in him, and he can't play basketball anymore. Yeah, I mean, he probably does other stuff. I'm sure, but like I, I feel like for me, I'm flailing here, I'm having an anxiety attack. Why? It's okay. Why? I'm live. 
<laughs> Help me. It's because you've been at work all day. I have. Um, and I'm drunk. And you're a Debbie Down. I'm teasing. Like I'm teasing. In um, however many minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and you've not had dinner. Um, no, I, I've never really been a sports fan. Um, so I, I never had that moment where I like looked up to Mike or anything. It was just like a, like you knew he was a good basketball player mm. and that was like kind of the extent of it and for me watching had a very friendly like public personality image, yeah. yeah like did not realize did space jam yeah and i <laughs> loved space jam as a kid but did we not... watched it this month <laughs> i did not realize he was kind of that aggressive but it is kind of um i don't know that i agree with being that level of aggressive all the time but then i can like um a couple of episodes into the documentary they do introduce a new coach that he works with and he does kind of start learning how to like kind yeah. of work as a team instead of as a solo um player but that guy definitely did acid like 30 times in the 70s <laughs> <laughs> but i like i guess for me it was good timing because shit's been kind of weird lately yeah. um this movie has been taking way too long to get done and covid and just life in general has been kind of stressful and there's been like outside factors that have been adding a lot of extra stress for me um and i think kind of having these moments in my life where i'm like i'm not really okay with this and i want more and yeah um watching the documentary at the same time where it's like you kind of have two choices like when people knock you down you can stay down or you can get up you mm -hmm. know and when people try to hold you back you can listen to like their opinion on the situation or you can be like no nah, i'm gonna kind of go do my own thing yeah. you know i'm an so. expert at getting my ass kicked <laughs> <laughs> so it was good timing for me i feel like because i was feeling hyper defeated um by having another movie that I was just like, I just don't like it at all. Like, mm -hmm. I can't find really any redeeming qualities about it. And then, like, I sat down and reworked the intro, I guess, like, a week or two back. And, like, literally just finding the right beginning that I, I wanted, like, kind of put me in a different mindset where it's like, I can be defeated by this or I can figure out how to make this work. Yeah. Um, and it's come together much more nicely, and it, it's kind of... I'm still kind of, like, trying to get there, but it's put me much more in a space where it's like, you can make this work, just do it, you know? Yeah, constantly being put down by, you know, work or family or friends or yourself, which is my, my big fault. I wake up every day, and as Mark Marin said in an old special, I've been listening to all of his old specials recently, but it's like your eyes wake up and you're like, fuck, this again? You know? <laughs> like, you really do have to reach this point, like a rock bottom and, and like a day-to-day -day sense, you know? I say as I'm drunk using AA slogans, but you, um, you have to reach this point where you're like, I'm getting my dick kicked in. Am I going to do anything about it or am I just going to wake up every day fuck, is it this again? <laughs> yeah. And, like, I was kind of embarrassed, too, um, which you and I haven't talked about that yet at all, so it's kind of a let's weird... Let's do it live on the show. Let's do it live on the show. It's kind of a let's weird... Let's do it live! 
I'm embarrassed of my husband. No, I'm just kidding. I know. Um, you already told me you hated me. You hated our podcast. I know. That's why I was you joking. You think I'm fat? My dick's tiny. I would. I never said any of that. I, the dick is tiny. It, I, it, it's scientifically provable. Um, no, I know my voice is oh this my low, God. My, my penis Bloom. gets caught Get up it in together. Um, <laughs> penis gets cut Stop. up. Stop. Okay. I'm trying to talk. My nut hairs. Why are you sabotaging me? <laughs> Not. I'm, I'm drunk. <laughs> continue. Um, no, I was kind of embarrassed because, like, I've been feeling, like, frustrated by having another movie where I was kind of like, I just don't really like it. Like, I kind of honestly want to just let it go and move on to the next one. And it, at this point, would be, like, the fourth one we've just, like, discarded. Because yeah. there was... Nightmare Box production, the hell is nine circles. <laughs> There's uh, an old one we did... Back in the old apartment that Brett cut his hand open for that we <laughs> abandoned. Jumped up on a tree, ate yeah. a tree through the hand. Um, it was a cool shot, though. <laughs> yeah, wish anybody could see it. Um, One of these days we're just going to release. That's what we should do at the end of the year every year. Just a cut up of all of the unused footage. It's like, oh, there's where Brett hurt himself. That's where Kristen dropped the camera. That's <laughs> Although, to be fair, that one, if we weren't living here, would actually probably probably be cooler in Montana anyway because the woods are probably much neater looking yeah. here, especially in the wintertime. And a so lot deeper, so we can, wouldn't have to like hide from everybody all walking All the hikers the with their dogs. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if I can convince you to cut your hand on a new tree in I'm Montana. Down. I'll cut my wrists. <laughs> um... But yeah, there was that one that we abandoned. There was the December challenge that we abandoned. Um, I don't take as much personal responsibility for abandoning the TV show because I feel like that was just the right move to abandon that one. We but, had um, yeah. an unruly gang of uh, actors, if we can <laughs> say that. Um, so I, I think that one just needed to be let go of so it can be done the way it deserves to be done. But I want Stevie to play in no matter what we do with that, I want her to play that role that I had Stevie on. Yeah, which, I mean, we can always reshoot a teaser, but there's a lot of stuff that needed to be reshot yeah. that just did not work. I still need to write it uh, for <laughs> one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I abandoned that one because I liked that one too much to do that to that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was feeling kind of down, I guess, because this was another movie where I was like, I'm just not feeling it anymore, and that's kind of, I guess, like an embarrassing admission to make where you feel like you're not um, succeeding in your own, like, craft that you're supposed to, like, know a lot of shit about. Do you think that you wanted to abandon it because you thought that it was no good, or did you think you wanted to abandon it because of outside stressors that... I didn't think... Which, I, I think I didn't really see the potential that was there. Like, I, I think I had hit, like, a wall where I was like, it's just not really working out. There's no saving it. And I didn't want my name attached to it because I was like, it's not any good. It doesn't look any good. The shots are boring. The way it's set up is kind of boring. Like, the script was fine. I wasn't, like, upset with the script. But it was just like, I didn't do a good job of it. And, like, I, I didn't, I guess, see... The potential if I had like just fucked around with it a bit more that it had mm -hmm. so I was kind of like embarrassed to release it because I was like I just keep putting out these like mediocre films and people are gonna be like oh that's all she does you know it's just kind of no, you're learning crap films I put out a shit book people bought the <laughs> fuck like out of book. it I like your book um 
<laughs> and then there was just like other stuff going on in my personal life where I was feeling like a little bit of jealousy towards other people like succeeding at specific things and they weren't even necessarily things I wanted to succeed at but I was like feeling jealous of other people doing well at stuff when I felt like I was doing really bad at stuff that I wanted to do well like at. Like social media wise? Uh, no, not social media wise, just like like if hypothetically someone got a promotion or if... Yeah. Um, it's summer, like I, people are having babies, there's promotions yeah, going on, I, people I know, are at the beach, they're hanging out with their grandparents that are still alive. Yeah, and I know people like back home who are like having kind of success in their careers and stuff like that at... Not necessarily things that I want to do, but things that are, like, kind of cool. Yeah. And, like, I'm just, like, hot. The big I'm gay like... Ryan. <laughs> What's he doing? Everything. Every day. He's awesome. But, yeah. No, I don't know. I just, like, I, I felt like I was doing a really bad job. And, like, other people, like, around me were doing a really good job at other things. And it was just kind of, like, frustrating. And then kind of embarrassing to admit, I guess, when you're jealous of somebody for something else that you don't really want, just you're jealous that they're doing well. So, I think, I don't know, like, I kind of needed that, like, we've been watching the Michael Jordan thing, and I think that, and just kind of stuff that's been going on lately, kind of, like, gave me pause to be like, okay, but, like, how much are you doing to change your situation? Like, are you sitting around sulking, or are you like taking that energy and investing it back into the yeah. stuff that you want so i think it was even though like i said i'm not like a massive sports person the documentary is super um interesting just for what it is but it was good timing for me because it was like oh like yeah because he said fuck you to like literally everybody he was like i'm doing this you're going to pay me this you don't want to fine fuck it i'll work for the lakers either deck <laughs> and like I think people take for granted too that like successful people that are successful to that level kind of just got there which some people did there are definitely some celebrities that were just kind of walked into those situations but there's a lot well, of people to maintain it you know like People said that a lot. I hate Justin Bieber's music. I don't like him as a person. But to say that he was gifted that is ridiculous. No, because he was like a little kid, like playing music on the streets of Canada. Yeah. Like I, I actually appreciate how he got there. I think he let it get to his head. Is his problem? Well, I think he's a kid and he's dealing with it. Yeah. If you gave me fucking a hundred million dollars when I was 22 I would never grow up either and he was like <laughs> 13 or 14 or something I think when he like yeah. skyrocketed so he was very young but I mean there are certain celebrities that kind of get where they are without really having to work for it but like when you don't know like the backstories of like people like Michael Jordan or whatever it's just like oh he's talented whatever you know like he had hops. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, he... It's like he busted his ass. His dad didn't like him, and his brother was a better basketball player, and every person that ever played him in cards, he'll never talk to them again if they beat him. You know? <laughs> and who, who was it who had, like, the 12 brothers and sisters? Like, which that was one Michael. Was that? No, that was, uh... Who's the guy that's, like, his number two? I think it was him. It was... Yeah. 
don't know. It was it was one of the people on his team, but he remember was his dad Pippen? was paralyzed. I think it might have been his dad was paralyzed, and then one of his siblings was paralyzed. Yeah, he, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was Scotty. Yeah, like worked his ass off so he could buy his family. Like a. He was the number two in the NBA, like technically, but he was technically like number forty or some shit like yeah. that. I'm like, Financially. Like, they were paying Jordan, like, $36 million and they were throwing him, like, a couple hundred thousand. <laughs> Are we done, love? I feel like we've lost our momentum. Sure, let's hop off. All right. I'm drunk. You can find us over at Facebook, huh? Facebook.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. Or Instagram, right? At Nightmare Box Productions. Or you can go on over there to the Twitter, right? Uh, at Nightmare Box Pro. Or you can Pinterest... I don't think we have a picture. I didn't. I did that for your own entertainment, and it doesn't work. Um, you can go on over to youtube.com slash Kristen Pennington. You can see some of Kristen's earlier work. Uh, are we putting the new film out there, or is it just the dolls and your earlier stuff? Uh, it won't be on mine. It will be on the Nightmare Boxes uh, YouTube. What is that? youtube.com slash nightmareboxproductions where you can see the dolls and you can see happy birthday and you'll see brainstorm very quickly um or the website the nightmarebox.blog where you can see the behind the scenes pictures you can see the scripts for the films that we've shot you can read a couple of stories that are years old that I should probably hop on and reinvigorate um and up in the top right hand corner you can see the dolls and you used to way way down at the bottom right hand corner you used to be able to find the madman diaries but you're gonna have to send us an email because it's not there because paypal hates me if you send me ten dollars i'll send it to you anywhere in the world even if it costs me twelve dollars to get there i'll fucking send you the thing so did we get them all uh, I don't know if we said the email. It was nightmareboxproductions at gmail. I thought yeah. we opened with that, so have. I was afraid of closing on it. We may have. I'm drunk. You're sober. Remember shit. All right, sweetheart. I love you, baby. I love you. Love you more than the world. I think you're more talented than you would ever let on, and I'm so happy that you're here in my life. I'm so happy that you're committed to finishing this fucking film so that we can get out of the weeds and go back to the next couple I'm very excited that we get to have dinner together tonight and I'm so sorry that I had to work today and I got this drunk okay. on the show so okay. I love, love you. you and I love you guys and we'll talk to you on Tuesday hmm that's a good beer. Wow, 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 wow.